Welcome to Barely Audible Whisper, a weekly NPR parody podcast in no way associated with NPR, brought to you in no part by the following parody sponsors. The Trump University School of Military Strategy, where losers die and winners do something more profitable. The President Donald J. Trump Hospital for Wounded Suckers. We don't provide medical attention or emotional support. We're just a windowless building to stash you in because nobody wants to see that. And the Daddy's Money Unethical Doctors Association for Fake Bone Spurs. We serve excuses so the rich don't have to serve. I am Dave. And I am Molly. And our voices are the only sound that makes less noise in the Republican reaction to President Trump dishonoring our military. Our top story this week... President Donald J. Trump has been officially nominated for the 2021 Nobel Peace Prize. Get the fuck out of here. It's true. An anti-immigrant Norwegian lawmaker named Christian Tybring Are you okay? Just having trouble pronouncing the last name. It's spelled G-J-E-D-D-E. Oh, so you mean... It's pronounced the way you spell it. But it's spelled Gajadidida. My name is Christian Tybringida, and most people think I've nominated President Trump for the Nobel Peace Prize because I support his anti-immigration policies. But the truth is, he's the only person who can properly pronounce Yid. I'm sorry, did you say Trump is the only person who can pronounce your name correctly? Yes, indeedy. I get a call from President Trump every night just after he finishes his dinner, and he wants to eat some jello. Get me, Yedda. As always, our Trump impersonator is a woman, because we hear he hates that. Uh, Mr. Yeti is on line one for you, Mr. President. I don't want Yeti, I want Yedda. I used to hate Yedda, because I used to hate Bill Cosby, because... I don't understand how jokes work. But then he turned out to be a rapist, and I understand that. So now I love Bill Cosby, and I love Yetta. G-U-X-X-8. Mr. President, I love your anti-immigrant policies so much, I think you should get the Nobel Peace Prize. Of course I should get the Nobel Peace Prize. Nobody is most peacefulier than Trump. What was that? I shot a random member of my staff because they still haven't brought me my Yedda. Yeti is on the phone! So... I can't talk right now. Yedda's on my phone, so I have to eat my phone. I was thinking. I hate thinking. You know that bullshit. I love bullshit. Agreements you negotiated between Israel and the United Arab Emirates. United Arab Emirates. United Arab Emirates. Emma Memmates. Emirates. Eminems. Emirates. I want Eminems. Right away, Mr. President. The last staffer he shot negotiated an agreement wherein Israel commits to stopping their illegal expansion into the UAE, and the UAE commits to end their boycott of Israel. But all the president wanted was a bag of M&M's. I hate that story because I didn't get what I wanted and I want M&M's. I just had a great idea, Mr. President. Since any statesman in Norway can make a nomination for the Nobel Peace Prize, I'm going to nominate you for the Nobel Peace Prize. 
I had a great idea. Many people are saying that any Norway person can nominate anybody for a Nobel Peace Prize. And you sound like Norway flavored Geta, so you should nominate me for a Nobel Peace Prize. <laughs> but, but, but the UAE deal is just two sides making vague minor concessions in an effort to booster Trump's re-election. And many experts are warning that I identifying expansions into the UAE as illegal. Israel is tactfully establishing their expansion into Palestinian territory as legal. <clears throat> I'm going to nominate you for a Nobel Peace Prize for your astounding achievements in your astounding ability to pretend to have achieved astounding achievements. Yay! From now on, I'm going to make all of my decisions based solely on the recommendations of talking food. A pro-Trump vote parade, also known as the whitest thing in existence. What about an NPR parody podcast? A pro-Trump boat parade, also known as the second whitest thing in existence, ended in disaster when several boats sank due to the choppy waters. For more on this, we go to our Bizarre Analogies correspondent. Hundreds of pro-Trump voters swarmed on Lake Travis outside Austin, Texas for a parade, which really only meant a bunch of boats all going at higher than recommended speeds in the same direction in a disorganized formation, creating choppy waters that sank several smaller boats. That would be like if Republican leaders continually instituted policies that only benefited the wealthy, fighting against regulations that protect vulnerable people who, for some reason, still vote Republican. That's not very bizarre. Well, what do you want from me? This is like the fifth time you've used me. I still don't have a name. The world is so bizarre that I can't even come up with stuff that's bizarre enough to seem bizarre. And in this case, the story is already the bizarre analogy. It perfectly encapsulates how Republican fat cats exploit their base. I'm supposed to reverse engineer this story into a bizarre analogy segment? That would be like if you handed me a completed potato clock and asked me to make french fries out of it. Fair enough. Uh, we now go to audio from the Travis County Sheriff's Office where distress calls from the boaters were received. Travis County Sheriff. Uh, hey, I'm out here on my boat farm life and I'm taking on water. These waves are too much. It's a calm day. What's happening out there? Well, this big boat just sped past. I think it was called Conglomerate. Almost knocked farm life completely over. Oh shit, there's another one. I'm not gonna make it if this keeps happening. Ma'am, can you see the name on that second boat? Uh, yeah, it says Trade War. All right, we'll send someone out. I bet you wish you hadn't come to a Trump parade today, huh? What do you mean? Four more years. Four more years. Woo! Oh, shit. Travis County Sheriff. Hey, uh, my, I'm on my boat, Blue Collar, and my engine is completely flooded. Uh, I can't get anywhere. Sir, do you know how that happened? Uh, yeah. Uh, these two boats came by and made massive waves, and uh, one was wage gap, and the other was union busting, and uh, now I'm completely stuck with nowhere to go. I'm, I'm treading water out here. All right, Blue Collar, we'll send someone to you as soon as we can. 
Oh, I'll be all right. At least I get to see this awesome parade go by. I just wish I could be a part of it. Trump 2020. Travis County Sheriff. Uh, howdy. So my boat, rural communities, really struggling with these waves. All these big boats are creating. What are these big boats? Completely non-subtle names, sir. One was deregulation. Another was fracking. They've made it impossible for rural communities to survive out here. I hear you loud and clear, rural community. Sounds like maybe you shouldn't have trusted all these big boats to have your best interests in mind, huh? <laughs> oh, it's not the big boat's fault. It's Obama's. Trump 2024. Oh, shit. I'm capsizing. Oh, fool. Travis County Sheriff. Uh, I'm on my boat family business. Two big boats called underfunded CDC and coronavirus denial just completely sank your boat, I'm guessing. Well, you nailed it. Trump for life! I'll be honest, we're doing the best we can, but we're getting more calls than we can handle here. We'll send somebody as soon as we can. But when it comes down to it, if you're going to put yourself at the mercy of a fleet of huge boats who don't give a shit about you or the rules that are meant to keep you safe, well, honey, that's on you. So hang out in your life raft, and maybe after this idiotic parade passes, you'll reevaluate your decisions. Happy Labor Day. And now, a brief message from Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. My fellow Americans. And yes, assholes, that includes me. Our country is in a moment of crisis. Donald Trump is fucking up. And in this moment of crisis, we must come together, not as Democrats or Republicans, but as one American people united by our mutual commitment to no malarkey. Our country is sinking faster than a Trump supporter's boat at a not thought through overcrowded boat parade. This tight formation of boats all moving too fast at the same time caused massive waves. Who could have possibly predicted this outcome? Dumbass. No wonder you don't understand how COVID works. You don't even grasp the concept of water. This must be a liberal conspiracy against Trump supporting boats. And so I'm calling on my fellow Democrats to try and reach out to Republicans and bring them into our tent. Reach out to these obnoxious, willfully uninformed, racist, selfish, entitled, maskless assholes after four years of their relentless abuse? I know it may be difficult to show Republicans the compassion they don't always show us. Liberals making fun of Trump supporters whose boats were destroyed is the most insensitive, mean-spirited thing that has ever happened in American politics. You mocked children being forcibly removed from their parents. But in order for this country to move forward and finally get control over COVID, we will need their cooperation. I would rather die than wear a mask. You don't even see the irony, do you? President Trump's entire administration has been defined by malarkey. He's full of more malarkey than a Trump supporter's boat is full of water. But America was built on the promise of no malarkey. Historically, there's actually been a lot of malarkey. We may have never lived up to our no malarkey ideals, but we've never walked away from the no malarkey principles until now. And an America that walks away from its commitment to no malarkey 
is a bunch of malarkey. American history is rife with assholes. But throughout our very assholey history, we have managed to create a less assholey country by convincing enough assholes that they are being assholes and compelling those assholes to stop being such assholes. Get your lazy ass back to work so I can get my hair cut. That's too much assholeness to overcome. America overcame the assholeness of slavery. And the malarkey of the Great Depression. Surely no amount of assholeness or malarkey is too great a challenge for this great nation to overcome. Black Lives Matter is Marxist tyranny. Oh, that's a lot of malarkey. But America was built on slavery and genocide, while simultaneously being built on the ideal of liberty and justice for all. And the burden of that history is malarkey. American malarkey has been pushed back at no malarkey inflection points in our history. When the malarkey is exposed as malarkey, and those who had supported the malarkey decide that they will accept malarkey no more. And so with charity towards all and malarkey towards none, we must call upon our not assholy angels and treat those MAGA assholes not like the assholes that they are but as the victims of the malarkey, of the malarkeyist president and the entire malarkey of American history. Because they might vote for us if we let them pretend that they're victims. Which is malarkey, but malarkey in the service of no malarkey is the American way. I'm Joe Biden and that's no malarkey President Trump referred to dead American soldiers as, quote, losers and suckers, and told John Kelly, his then advisor with a lifelong career of military service, at the graveside of John Kelly's son, who died in combat, quote, I don't get it. What was in it for them? This story was first reported in The Atlantic, and later confirmed by every news organization on Earth, including Fox News. I can confirm through multiple sources that the reporting in The Atlantic is accurate. Get that bitch off the air! That's right, after hours of condemning The Atlantic story as a fake news smear against the president, Fox News journalist Jennifer Griffin confirmed the story live on air, and then was never heard from again. Hello? Can anybody hear me? Hello? For more on the mysterious black hole where the Fox News personalities who dare to disagree with President Trump disappear to, Barely Out of a Whisper turns to former Fox News host and Hitler's wet dream, except for that one time she spoke out, Megyn Kelly. Hello, I'm Megyn Kelly, and I spell Megan with a Y because there's nothing else interesting about me. Where are we? We've been banished to the career island of misfit propagandists. It's where terrible journalists who seem like we're actually good journalists because we're surrounded by even worse journalists end up when we leave Fox. Shepard Smith, is that you? 
I had so much plastic surgery that my face looked like an alien inhabiting a desperately trying not to age human face mask. My real face was banished to this very island decades ago, and now I wear it in shame. You look like Bill Barr had sex with a Ronald Reagan mask and gave birth to an old-timey leather catcher's mitt. <laughs> Don't look at me, I'm hideous. Poor Shep, after a career built on slanting the truth so far to the right that the fact that Saddam Hussein didn't actually have weapons of mass destruction was somehow Hillary Clinton's fault. President Trump finally pushed the lie further than the stitching holding his face together could bear. I just couldn't lie anymore. That's a lie. We all lie too much to make it in the not Fox News world. But ever since Trump, we couldn't lie enough to keep lying at Fox News' level of lying. So we decided to stop lying and leave Fox. But then we got jobs where we couldn't lie at all. And not lying at all proved harder than not lying enough. But didn't you get canned from NBC because you advocated blackface for children's Halloween costumes? Racism at Fox is like lying at Fox. When you're less racist than the rest of the racists, you seem not racist. Until you enter a not racist environment in which less racist than Fox is still really racist. America needs to go to war with everybody! Former Fox News commentator and Trump national security advisor John Bolton? Mustache, like my foreign policy philosophy, is derived entirely from your Seminary Sam. But you wrote a tell-all book detailing President Trump's criminal behavior surrounding Ukraine. Surely you can hack it in the not Fox world. No way, no how. Them rootin', tootin' liberal varmints hate me because I was too much of a yellow-bellied, lily-loving chicken hawk to testify at the impeachment trial. My book's about as useful as O.J. Simpson writing, if I did it. No, this isn't right. I don't belong here. I expose the president's dreadful treatment of American soldiers. I'm a hero. I was the first member of the entire national media to directly call Trump out on his sexism. And you got forced out faster than blood from your wherever can spill onto your whatever. I just couldn't look at myself in the mirror anymore. That could mean so many things. Sure, they'll treat you like a hero at first, but it's only a matter of time before you slip back into some Fox News bullshit. And they remember that you have to already be full of bullshit to get to a high enough position at Fox to call out Fox for their bullshit. Is there no place for the liars who can no longer lie as much as the liars they used to lie for? Only if you play baseball for the rootin' tootin' Houston Astros! And now, an even briefer message from Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. My fellow Americans, Donald Trump sucks. Joe Biden is not Donald Trump. So when you cast your ballot for president, take a look at the world around you and ask yourself. Is Joe Biden Donald Trump? Do I want to vote for more of this? Or do I want to vote for not this? A vote for Joe Biden is a vote for not this. 
I'm Joe Biden, and I can't make it any simpler. And that's no malarkey. President Trump has repeatedly made false claims that a vaccine for COVID-19 will be publicly available right before the election, worrying scientists that the president may attempt to push a dangerous and unproven vaccine on the American public for political reasons. As always, our Trump impersonator is still a woman, because we hear he still hates that. There's going to be a miracle vaccine right before the election, because Operation Warp Speed is warp speed. And warp speed moves at the speed of politics, which is faster than the speed of science, by a factor of Trump. Meanwhile, a vaccine trial by AstraZeneca has been put on hold because one of the patients has become ill. As part of our responsibility to ensuring the safety and effectiveness of any vaccine released to the public, we are pausing our vaccine trial until we can determine the cause of the participant's illness. I said we may be able to help. As vice president and penis, I mean head of the coronavirus task force, I believe that the science on this vaccination is clear. The sick participant is a Democrat who is faking illness to make Trump look bad. <coughs> That's ridiculous. I have examined the patient thoroughly, which I swear I did not enjoy. And I have determined that he is hot. I mean, faking it. I'm not gay. For more on the vaccination controversy, Barely Out of a Whisper re-examines the story of the boy who cried wolf. There was once a president whose mindset was so identical to the mindset of a toddler that during one interview with 60 Minutes, he screamed two separate times that, quote, I am not a baby. So, when a global pandemic struck, the little baby president was ill-equipped to solve the problem. The governors should do all of the work because federalism. And I should get all the credit because federalism. Because federalism means that I get all of the credit and take none of the responsibility. Because the federalismist papers say Trump is great. But soon, the people grew weary of the little baby president's failure. Hundreds of thousands of people are dying. That's because we're doing such a great job at testing. Because if we weren't testing, then they wouldn't be dying. Because testing is terrible, which is why I like to brag about doing so much testing. And even the little baby president's most loyal news channel was forced to report about the president's failure. The coronavirus, which was being overhyped by the anti-Trump liberal media, is actually a serious thing that people should start taking seriously starting right now. More on this story as we figure out a way to blame Democrats. But rather than actually do his job, the little baby president chose to cry wolf. Hydroxychloroquine! Hydroxychloroquine! Everybody, come very quickly! Hydroxychloroquine! The scientists were skeptical. Um, there's no verifiable data that proves that hydroxychloroquine is effective or safe. But I saw this thing on the show where this lady said it was great. But there was some anecdotal evidence to support the little baby president's hydroxychloroquine claims. 
and the people were desperate for relief. So some of the people gave him the benefit of the doubt. Hydroxychloroquine is a big word, and yet somehow the president managed to pronounce it correctly. Mm. There might be something to this. But there wasn't, and several people died because of it. And thousands more people died because of the other false claims the little baby president made. The virus will disappear just like a miracle. And even though you'd think at some point people would just stop listening to the little baby president. If you take the sunshine and put it under the skin, then you put some bleach on a toilet brush and shove the toilet brush into your lungs. Then you can just scrub, scrub, scrub the virus away like a shit stain around the edge of the bowl. His most loyal news channel started being loyal again. What the liberal media won't tell you is that coronavirus can be cured by soaking a my pillow in blue toilet cleaner and then stuffing it into your MAGA hat. And so while some people continue to listen to the little baby president, his poll numbers were slipping. 200,000 people have died, the economy is shit, but the president keeps bragging about what a good job he's doing. I think I might vote for not continuing to plummet into this deadly abyss. So the president cried wolf again. Plasma! Plasma! Plasma is like hydroxychloroquine, but better because you can also put it in your TV. Um, there is no verifiable data that proves that plasma is effective or safe. My TV's broken. This time, a majority of people were much quicker to realize that the little baby president was lying. So the little baby president had to come up with a new plan. And if you thought the new plan would be to actually address the COVID crisis and not make up an even bigger lie, then you haven't been paying attention for the past four years. Vaccine! Vaccine! There's going to be a vaccine two days before election day. The moral of the story is lying erodes credibility. I can't believe I have to explain this, but apparently roughly 33% of the population thinks that the moral of the boy who cried wolf is keep trusting the liar, no matter what, because eventually there really might be a wolf. Dumb motherfuckers. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Barely Audible Whisperer Made possible by the following people. Writer, co-host, and producer Dave Baldwin. Co-host Molly Brown. Actor and writer Daniel Carter-Brown. Actors Zally Glonick, Corey Burns, and Michael Morgan. Please check out BarelyAudibleWhisper.com where you can subscribe to us or you can subscribe to us wherever you uh, subscribe to your podcasts. We appreciate your support. <laughs> Hubris!